0: Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. Tonight we have a very important episode. I have my new friend with me tonight, Ona, share her story on Instagram. So I did reach out to her to see if she would be able to share it on Girls Gone Right podcast with us tonight. So, Ona, if you just want to go ahead um, and I will let you tell and, and share your story. Ona, and I currently live
1: in a suburb northeast of Phoenix, Arizona. With uh, my three boys, I have twins that are nine, identical twins that are nine. And then they have a baby brother who is six. Well, not baby, but younger brother who is six. Um, And my story is um, that my life completely turned upside down on April 18th of this year, 2021. So it's been seven months of, um, I can't even put into words what it's been like. Um, but before April 18th, just to give you a little insight, um, my husband and I are both 40, we were both 45 where I'm 46 now and my husband is no longer with us, but that's the reason I'm here. Um, so we're both, you know, 45 year olds, um, putting away money for retirement. I was a T te- I'm was a teacher. I guess I am always a teacher, but I was a teacher. I worked online. I got an online job when my twins were born. So I was been teaching online for 12 years. So pre-pandemic. I was an online junior high math teacher. Um, my husband was in law enforcement and um, we had a very easy life. I mean, we just did. We had an easy life. We had, you know, I had a lot of time off from my work. He would schedule his time off around my time off. Um, all three of our boys are highly intelligent, um, highly athletic, fun-loving, easy-loving kids. Uh, we have a lab, <laughs> a silver lab. Um Beautiful house, pool, big backyard, cul-de-sac, mm-hmm. drove nice cars. My husband had a work car. Um, so, you know, the things, the American dream. Like, we were the American dream, and we knew it. I mean, we met when we were 29, so by the time him and I met, we were already, you know, both of us in our careers. We met through um, through friends.
0: How'd we're, you guys meet?
1: So, um, yeah, so, you know, we okay. dated for... <laughs> I don't know, we, we met when we were 29 and we married when we were, I think he was 35 and I was 34, because my cause we were three, exactly three weeks apart. We are both born for the same month, but we were exactly 21 days apart in oh, our wow. birthday. So he was an older man when I married him, but that was just oh, wow. because we got married between our birthdays. <laughs> October. October <laughs> was a hard month for me. It was, it was his birthday, our anniversary, and then my birthday. <laughs> so it was tough. Um, but... So, yeah, I mean, we just, mm. we were just following our dreams, you know, had some kids and like I said, we lived our lives and, um, the, you know, the it didn't hit us that, I mean, you know, our kids were home from school, but I worked online anyway, so it all worked out. Um, and then my husband was, he was due to travel in May of 2021. He had, uh, he, he in his job, he had a specialty within his job and once a year they did a big conference and the conference of 2020 they did not do because of you know everything a lot of things were shut down in um the spring of 2020 but they decided they were going to do it in the spring of 2021 so it was in um where was it in oh, what's the savannah it was in savannah georgia and he had never been there. So he was excited. He's like, oh, and I, like, we were trying to figure out like, oh, can I go? But I mean, it wasn't going to work out that I could go to just with the kids and stuff. So anyway, he decided that, um, he, he's like, um, eh, probably I should probably get, you know, I should probably be vaccinated before I fly. Like, why not? You know? And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, if you want to, because guys, the vaccine became available for law enforcement in it's either December or January. I don't remember which one it was, but you know, he didn't sign up for it right away. He was like, eh, you know, he's like, I'm healthy. I'm fine. Like it wasn't, he wasn't one of the people that was like banging on the door that like, couldn't wait to get his vaccine. You know, he just, he wasn't, he's like, you know, whatever. But then, you know, he was going to travel and he just, he thought it was the right thing to do. He just did. He thought that getting his vaccine was, he's like, eh, I should probably do it. And I was like, okay, you know, go for it. And. Uh, so he said, like, actually, I'm the one that made his appointment because the school, the district that our kids are in, they offered a clinic because he was like, you know, he would like, he'd try to find an appointment, but then like, this time wouldn't work and he didn't want to drive that far and this time didn't work. And, he, you know, like I said, he wasn't like itching to get it. He just figured he should get it. So the district had a, a clinic available on a weekend and... He's like, oh, I'll just get it then. That's perfect. It's close to the house. I'm like, okay. So I actually set up this appointment for him. And um, so, you know, the day of his appointment, I was like, you're so brave. Like, you're not scared at all. And he's like, no, Ona, why would I be scared? Like, it's a vaccine. <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. Like, it's a vaccine we know nothing about. And he's like, I mean, he just, he you know, he, he's always got his vaccine. He's got all, you know, I mean, I'm vaccinated too with like the things you had to do as a child, you know, and all that stuff. And once a year for his job, he have to get a physical and, you know, he'd get the tetanus shot or whatever, you know, all that stuff. So it's not like, you know, he but I'm more of a worrier. I mean, when our kids got our shots, I would like, I was up the whole night like checking them and he, he would laugh, like, Oh no, they're going to be okay. I'm like, you don't know that they're going to be okay. Jeffrey, you don't know this. you know like there are things that happen there are unexplainable (laughs) things that happen to children after they get vaccinated like yes it's a small percentage but it happens you know and thankfully our babies went through I mean with our twins we kind of did a delayed thing because they were they were a little smaller now they weren't preemies I mean they were preemies technically but they were fine they didn't have NICU time or anything like that but um but we just, I decided that I wanted to, um, there were some we didn't get and some we prolonged, whatever. But still, I mean, like, whew, it was scary, you know? Like, it was scary. And I—and he would always joke with, not joke with me, but like, like Ona, just calm down. Like, drink some tea. It's going to be okay. The babies are okay. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Um, But anyway, so I just told him, like, you're just so brave. Like, you're not scared at all. And he's just like, no. I go, you do realize that, like, this is not even approved right he's like yes it is and so i pulled it up on like google i'm like "Uh." and so i made him read like this is not FDA approved yet and he's like oh well yeah he's like but still it's fine he's like millions of people are getting um it's fine like i'm healthy i have no reason to believe that this will do anything to me except for hopefully help with the pandemic and i'm like okay so um he went and got a shot and he texted me i I still have the picture. He texted me, you know, waiting his 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, freaking pandemic times. How crazy, you know? Cause like the picture of my husband, like selfie waiting his 15 minutes, you know? And so after that um, brother, my brother-in-law and my sister and their two children were flying in that night to spend a week with us and at our home. And so we had a barbecue to go to at a friend's house. So I was mopping the floors for my sister. And we agreed that Jeffrey would just go to the barbecue because his job, his appointment was at 345. So by the time he was done, it was like, by the time he was out of there, it was like 430 at the latest. So we agreed. He would go to the barbecue and then the boys and I would just meet him there because we were mopping floors and stuff. And so he went and stopped and got a couple of bags of chips and went to the barbecue. We met him there and um, he was fine. I mean, he was fine. He was like drinking a water and he was totally fine. And that, I mean, so we were there for, I don't know, probably like five ish. And I left around, I left around six to go pick up my sister from the airport. And then we were going to come back to our friend's house with my sister and her family. Cause they had tons of food. They're like, bring your sister back here. I'm sure they're starving after a day of travel. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. So, you know, so I told Jeff and the boys would we'll back a little bit with, you know, auntie and uncle and your cousins. So went to go get them. And, um, so on the way back, I got off the freeway and I had a, you know, my phone was like on like drive alert or drive mode. So I got off the freeway, I had a alert or a text from Jeff and it said, Hey, I'm not feeling really well. Um, Chris is going to drive me home. Just have Brandon, just still, still come here. I'm okay. I'm just not feeling well. Um, have brand have good guys come here and Brandon can drive my truck back to the house, my brother-in-law. And I'm like, okay. So I called him, but he didn't answer. And I just texted him back just to be like, are you like, like, oh my God, like, I'm almost there. Do you want me just to, you know, cause I didn't know how, whatever. And he didn't answer, but then I texted him and I just said, okay, I'll see you soon. I love you. So I got back, I got to my friend's house, our friend's house. And, um, I was asking my friends, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what's like, like, what? whoa, like he didn't feel well. They're like, yeah, he was just kind of, sorry, like I'm starting to get nauseous thinking about it. Um he was just sitting there like eating his food and then he just got really pale looking and just said he kind of started to feel, you know, like achy and like feverish and whatever. And, um, so we told him he just said he wanted to go home, you know, and I think about it in hindsight and like Jeffrey was such a strong man and he was in law enforcement and just never sick. And so I'm like, I should have known that he was too sick or didn't feel well enough to drive Literally a mile and a half, maybe two miles. Like I should, like I think about it now, like I should have known. Like he was, like that's bad, you know. But everyone's like, yeah, he just said he didn't feel well, just feel nauseous, chilly, achy, you know. And I'm like, okay. So I checked in with him, and I'm like, hey, I'm here. Are you okay? You know, do you need me bring you anything when we, when I come? And he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm just in bed. I'll see you when you get here. Have fun. I'm like, okay. So this was probably like I don't know, seven maybe. And uh, my sister and I and her kids and her husband, we were back at our house by like seven forty-five. Like we literally, they filled the plate, we ate, the kids played for a little bit, and we left. So we were back at our house by like seven forty-five. So this is like what four hours past his appointment, you know? And so we get back to the house, and the boys and I, you know, went in and checked on, you know, went to say hi to dad. Like, hey, we're home, and he was fine. I mean, he was, you know, he's like, oh, I just feel like crap because like just achy. And he's like, do we have any Tylenol? And I, I looked and like, we don't have any Tylenol. All we have is Advil. And I guess he read somewhere that he should do Tylenol instead. He's like, do you mind going and getting me some Tylenol? I said, nope, not at all. Do you want anything else? And he asked for um, this, uh, he asked for Gatorade and ice water. I like, okay. So I went to the CVS, which I haven't been able to walk into since. And I got him Tylenol and a Gatorade. And came back and gave him some Tylenol, filled up a Gatorade. He liked it with ice. When he didn't feel well, he liked it with ice because that's how I like it too. And then filled up ice water. And um, yeah, I mean, he was, he's was fine. He was just like, I'm just tired. You know, I'll sleep it off. I'll be okay. I'm like, all right. So my sister and I got the kids all bathed and blah, 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 blah. And then I sent, you know, the kids went and told their dad goodnight because Jeff was always the the good, like he was, he was my bedtime routine. Like he just was, that was, that was daddy he's the one that read the stories. He, he just did. And that it sucks that his last night here, he didn't read him a story, but, um, but so the boys went in and, you know, told him good night. And, uh, and then I, I stayed up for a while with my sister. Uh, I think we probably, we, we stayed up to like 10 or ten thirty or something like that. And I went into the bed and he was just really restless He was just really restless, but he was fine. I mean, he was a coherent. He was fine. He was just restless. He was moving around a lot, you know, and I'm like, are you okay? Did you need anything else? He's like, no, I'm fine. Like, I just, you know, like I have chili, and achy, you know, whatever. whatever." And so my stomach was in knots because I, you know, I was, I'm a nervous Nelly when it it comes to these things like that. When our babies got our shots, like, you know, if they didn't have any reaction, but if they did, I would have, like I was, he was reacting to it. He was reacting to something that I don't know what it was, you know? And I was nervous. I was super nervous. Um, and I told him I'm super nervous. and said, I'm really worried about you. And he's like, oh, no, please don't worry about me. It's okay. It's, these are typical symptoms that people get. I'm like, okay. So after like 30 minutes of like trying to fall asleep um, and him like sleeping, but restless, he was sleeping, but he was very restless in his sleep. Uh, I asked, I, you know, I tapped him and I said, do you mind if I go lay on the couch or sleep on the couch tonight? And he's like, no, not, I totally understand. Not at all. And he's like, I love you. I'll see you in the morning. I'm like, okay. So I went, I went to the couch and I watched Netflix on my phone. I watched Schitt's Creek, which I already watched and not watched that again either. <laughs> um, so I was just watching it. And then, I don't know, probably like a little bit after I went to the couch, I heard him get up. And go to the bathroom and it sounded like he puked. So I went back, I like ran back to our, our master and I'm like, did you just puke? He's like, no, I didn't. It goes, I just, I have a really bad headache and I like, I'm nauseous. I like dry heaved. And I'm like, Oh gosh. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I go, do you want me to take you to the hospital? And he's like, no. And I said, okay. I mean, cause I had a really bad headache after the birth of our child. Like after I came home, I had a really, really bad headache. And Thing, he told me I was going to be okay because you know he wasn't a worrier like I'm a worrier, and I said no, I need to go to the hospital. And thank God I did because I ended up having a hemorrhage in my uterus that I didn't know they didn't know I had, and I ended up having four units of blood transfused into my body. So thank God I listened to my body at that time. So he knows like I don't mess around. If we, we will go to the hospital if you do not feel well. He's like, no, I'm fine. I'm like, okay. Sorry, that was a side note, but, um, so anyway, so, uh, he went back to bed and I got a washcloth on his head. I rubbed some, I rubbed his feet with this little massage oil we have and, and filled his water. And he's like, Oh, thank you. I feel so good. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. You know? And I said, you know, again, I said, I'm worried about you. Please, you know, let me know if you need anything else or you think we should go to the hospital. he's like, I'm, I'm fine. I just, my head just hurts and I'm achy. I'm okay. So, okay. So then he he fell he fell back asleep, and I went back to the couch. And then probably around twelve thirty, I heard him get up again um, to go to the bathroom. I heard him brought, running the water in the bathroom, so I ran back there and I'm like, "You know, are you okay? Do you need anything?" He's like, "No, I'm okay. Um, I think I would like some more Tylenol, though. My you know my head still hurts and I'm still really achy." And I said, "Okay." And he, you know, so gave him all that, and he's like, "Oh, thank you, sweetheart, and you know, I love you." And he's like, "He's like, please don't worry, I'm gonna be okay." I'm like, "Okay, okay, you know," because he could tell in my face, like that. I, it, I mean, he's never sick. Like he, you know, if he is sick, he's got like, uh, he's like, "Oh, it's allergies or something," you know, like he just, he's a healthy man. So, um, so same thing. He went back to bed, and I, you know, put the washcloth back on him, and I rubbed his head a little bit, rubbed his feet a little bit. Told him I loved him. And I uh, I went back to the couch. And I continued watching reruns of Schitt's Creek. And I probably fell asleep, I would say, probably around 3. And I didn't hear him get up. Like, after that 12.30, I didn't hear him get up again. So I fell fell asleep around 3. And uh, so around 6... Around six, six fifteen ish. My sister started getting up with her family because they are on—they're from Michigan, so they're on Eastern Time. They're, you know, two or th- whatever time zone we were in at that time. I don't know. They were a couple hours at least ahead of us. And so my sister's like, you know, how's Jeff? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't checked on him yet this morning. But he was fine. You know, he just wasn't, you know, he had a headache, and he was fine. And so um, she kind of ran back there. Our door was locked. I mean, closed but she ran back there and she's like, Jeff, Jeff, you know, cause she's very, you know, like hyper and like want to see him I'm like, ah, I'm here, Jeffrey. Ah. And, uh, like he you didn't, know, there was no reply. So she's like, ah, he's probably still sleeping. I want to barge in. Like what if he, you know, I don't know what he's wearing to bed. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So her and I like made some coffee. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know, probably like within 10 minutes of her going back there, I went back there. And, um, he was dead. He was just dead. He was on his back, on his side of the bed. He was on his back with his head up. He was completely blue and his arm was dangling off the side of the bed.
0: I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, Yeah, he was.
1: So, so I called 911. I mean, I was screaming my head off and called 911 and I, I, like, physically couldn't move. I wasn't... My phone wasn't in the bedroom. My phone was back where I was on the couch. So I had to go back to the couch to to um, call. And uh, I, I couldn't. The lady was trying to call me down. And I just couldn't. I couldn't. My legs were, like, cement. She kept trying to tell me to go back and try CPR on them. But, like, I physically couldn't. And I knew he, like... The shade of blue, he, I mean, I've never, he was a, my husband was the first dead person I've ever seen, but it was very obvious that he was dead. Um, and so I gave the phone to my brother-in-law and or he was like, oh no, let me, let me, let me try. So he, I don't even, like, it's all blur really, but he took the phone from me. And went back there with her, with the lady on the phone and I guess he like got him on the floor and stuff. And, I mean, he was, he was gone. Um, and then the paramed- the the, was it the paramedics that came, I don't, yeah, it was the paramedics that came first or the firefighters, they came and, uh, they came running through my house and like, I don't even know 45 seconds later after they came into my house, i very handsome, very well built firefighter. I was outside. I was out front at the time. Oh, before that, before be, between hanging up with nine one one and the and the fire truck coming, I went to my boys. Well, my boys were like they were up, but they were in their room because I don't think they knew. Like they're like, what's going on? So I went in there and I said, "Oh, sorry, oh, I do clean I said, "Boys." I don't know, I don't know how else to tell you this, but your dad is dead, and they just look at me all these six eyes, just looking at me, like, I'm like, you guys, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, and they just, I mean, we just, like, all four of us, we just hugged each other, and just said nothing, because I didn't, what do you say, like, what do you say, so, the, anyways, then the, the, the firefighters came, and, uh, the guy, he came out the front door where I was standing, and he just, he said, he said, ma'am, I'm really, really sorry, and, I mean, I knew what he was saying, I mean, there's no mystery, so he gave me a big hug, and and I like was I was like pinching him and like digging my nails into him. Was, yeah, and then uh, and then the the lot the police started showing up, and the police officer that actually showed up was oh, it's a a bird outside. Um, the police officer that the officer that showed up was actually. Um, my son at the time, my our youngest son, his teacher's husband, and then my twins had the same teacher as um, he did. Um, so I ran up to him and I said, oh my God, Mr. Harrison, Mr. Harrison. He just, yeah. So he was at my house all day guarding the door and it just was a blur from there. I mean, like. I had like all different types of law enforcement come and like questioned me and, and you know, asking me all kinds of questions about if he was a drinker or if he was a drug user or if there were, you know, like if he had any, if he took any medications and I mean, I was like, no, I mean, yeah, he drinks a beer, or whiskey drink, you know, but no, he's not alcoholic. And, no, like, the guy's never smoked a cigarette in his life. You know, you're, like, a good old boy, like, a good raised in Oklahoma, conservative, like, never smoked a cigarette, never done drugs. I mean, we I mean, didn't even have freaking Tylenol in the house. You no know, medications. So, and, oh. uh, yeah, that's that. So, with oh. the autopsy, um came back a couple days
0: later and
1: just said he died of natural causes.
0: Oh, I'm first of all, I, I wish I could hug you right now. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I mean, I have, have no words. I, I can't even imagine what, what you went through and what you're still going through and, and what your family's going through. And I wish I could just hug you, <laughs> even though this is virtual. It's hard. It's, oh.
1: it's very, it's hard. I mean, grief, yeah. you know, even if he would have died in a car accident or, you know, a, a line of duty death, you I know, mean, something like that. Like grief, I'm learning. Grief is, oh, it's hard. Hang on one second. <laughs> I mean, grief is nothing like I ever... You could read about it all day long. But yeah. unless you experience it, it's... Especially, I mean, I think any kind of grief, but a young widow with young kids, it, yeah. um, it's...
0: And this it's is sudden. Grief. This isn't it's something great. that you could ever prepare for or expect. No. I mean, you you hear... I mean, you read about these kinds of things on the news like i mean it's like the covid vaccine deaths if we we don't we see them and it's like a once in a while rare case and people read it they're just like oh that's that's, so rare i mean you really don't
1: yeah i I mean i don't know actually i shouldn't say that i shouldn't say that i don't watch the news so maybe they do maybe these (laughs) are being reported
0: yeah i mean i I, when I see it, I feel like it is so rare. Um, and when you read the articles, they they make it seem like it's not related to the COVID vaccine. Like they got the vaccine, but it wasn't related. So so that's how it feels that seeing this. Uh, on the other end, they they tell you that it was just a coincidence and it was actually related to something else, but not the vaccine. So yep. so then that makes you just feel like it, it's a rare case and it and it wouldn't happen to you. Which you know, I mean chances are yeah.
1: it probably wouldn't I mean you know the percentage of of people let, let's just put it this way I mean i'm sure both of us could if we had a list of paper if we had a sheet of paper i'm sure and we put on one side vaccinated on the other side non-vaccinated I'm sure we could list way more people' yeah that are vaccinated right now and not saying that they're like our closest friends or our family, I'm just saying, you know, this neighbor, that neighbor, this neighbor, this teacher, that teacher, this coworker, this coworker. I mean, the list of vaccinated is, and and I guess I should say vaccinated and still alive or vaccinated and no adverse reaction, you know, it's, it's a long list. So there's the percentage is, is still small. But it's a, there's still a percentage of people that are not okay from it. And the people that are not okay from it are someone, or someone, and they're someone special to, to people out there. And the fact is that it, I feel like people like me are not allowed, I mean, I'm allowed to, I can say whatever I want, but, I, but it's going to be censored. Yeah. And it's going to be covered up and it's going to be questioned and it's going to be, well, there was something else wrong with him. Okay. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, like my brother-in-law who came to visit one of his, his friend's wives actually got her, her, I think first vaccine. It might've been her second, but she got vaccinated around like right before or right after. It was around the same time that Jeff got his in April and she's had non-stop seizures since since then in and out of the hospital she's a mom of two
0: mm.
1: i mean her body just trembles and goes into seizure and they s- still will not say that it's a reaction from the vaccine but yet she never had seizures before
0: yeah and it's and it's not just uh it's not just about a number anymore it's not just about it being a part of data it's i mean it's like you said it's it's someone someone they're a person it's not just a number even even, I mean, if it's just a few few lives that are that are changed or taken from the COVID vaccine, it still matters. It still still, still- doesn't make the vaccine safe. I mean, it, it is a risk, and I just feel like, I mean, Big Pharma needs it, needs there- to step up and, and inform people. It should be a choice. It should be yeah. a choice. I mean, and that's just it.
1: Jeff made the choice to get it. So, you know, even if these mandates were not in place as they are right now. I mean, he, he, he still made the choice. So I would have still lost him anyway, yeah. but to th- just, you, I
0: don't they, know. That's a whole different story yeah. though. That's a whole they, different They, they need to spread more information, um, especially just so people can make an informed choice. I think, I mean, the vaccine yes. should be a choice. You shouldn't mandate it on anyone. You shouldn't coerce anyone into making a medical decision. But there's something that that these pharmaceutical companies can do. There's something that CDC can do, and it's inform people. And I feel like this is information that's being hidden, censored. You name it on social media, you won't be able to find this on the internet. You're not going to be able to find it on social media because it's going to be taken down. But this is information. I mean, your story could could change someone's life. I mean, just from hearing that, that's someone. They, I mean, you're not going to be able to find this stuff. CDC's not going to tell anyone about this. So that's someone that can make an informed decision. That could change someone's choice because now they have that information. And I think, I mean, hopefully, uh, maybe this will touch a life and they they can hear your story. Um, they can they can take that information and do with it what they will. But they are still able to make that informed decision. So what? what would you say to anyone who is on the fence about getting the vacc the COVID vaccination?
1: Um, I mean, first I'd ask them why they're on the fence.
0: That's a good question. And how, how do you feel about the vaccine mandate? I feel like we're, we're getting pretty, pretty close to it. I mean, our government has been on the edge of mandating it, trying to pass laws. I mean, it, it is potentially that could be our future. How do you feel about that mandate?
1: Um, I don't feel like the government should be the people who tell us what we should put into our bodies. No,
0: I I definitely agree with that. I I'm all here for freedom. And,
1: and personally, it scares it scares me because I'm sure this goes without saying. Like I cannot imagine having to give my children yeah. what killed their father.
0: Yeah. And I think, I mean, especially if they do mandate that then for children, that is, it's just so unnecessary. First off. Yeah.
1: I mean, chances are they would, chances are they probably wouldn't die because the percentage is still small, but yeah,
0: for my own mental health, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. do it well i am we are here to fight to to keep our freedom to keep our freedom of choice to to spread information and i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna fight with the rest of them and make sure that this is not going to have to be our our future and this is not gonna it's not it's not something that we're gonna have to be worrying about we shouldn't have to fear, fear get a forced vaccination a um, but thank you so much for, for coming on here and sharing your story. I know that is so, so difficult, especially that, to come on here and share it with everyone and, and be vulnerable and tell everyone your story and your husband's story and your family's story. So I, I really do appreciate you coming on here and being able to open up to everyone. Um, and I think that at least if, if one person can hear this, I mean it's information that they're getting that they, you get to share your story um and who who knows who this could touch um so so maybe you have someone listening and you can change it or save life
1: well, I thank you for the for the opportunity to uh to get it out there and i you know i think that I think that Jeff would want to know too or want people to know too you know i like, even though he, he wasn't anti-vax. I mean, and I'm not anti-vax either. I'm just, but I am pro-awareness. Yeah. And I'm definitely, you know, it, sh- it should be yeah. a choice. And and, I, and, I, and I'm also pro-liability. But there's okay. no liability. They're, the The manufacturers are, they're not liable for any of these injuries or any of these deaths.
0: At is all. that something so they when, when he got the vaccine is this something that they're pushing back saying that they're they're not liable that they won't they won't be accountable for it I,
1: I don't know I'm just saying like they're I mean they don't oh. admit yeah. that it's the vaccine if they so i mean there's there's costs that go yeah. along with burying your husband there's big life. Style costs that go with losing your husband, um, and no, they're not. They're and, and especially when he got his. I, I don't. I think they're FDA approved now. I like I said. I don't I know. I don't. I
0: can't. Some of I, them I are. I try not to some follow. Them I don't think the, so. it, Um, I think they are. Um, there are a few have that. I think Johnson and Johnson is one of the one that has been taken off. Like, not, I think there's only like one that's currently FDA approved, but. But they all have their fine print. Okay.
1: So. Yes. Yes. They all have their fine print, which, you know, but that's, those are risks that people also, they also need to know. Like if you are one of the very unfortunate that does have an adverse reaction, the, nobody is, you are on your own. Big risk. You, your medical bills, real bills, your lifestyle bills. You are on your own, and that it, but just I mean, but that yeah. that also needs to be yeah. out there. Not only is there a risk, but you know, when you take that risk, you're you know, yeah. there's a lot of risk. It's a lot of risk, and unfortunately, I'm living proof of that risk. Which I'll be the first to admit that my life was much easier before this it's it's
0: um oh my gosh i, my life I cannot even imagine that yeah it's
1: it's complicated a lot in my life i mean yeah you know i have people that are like people that i know very close that are like pro-vaccine pro-vaccine and like how could you possibly still be pro-vaccine you do jeff oh my jeff. gosh how Yeah. So it complicates a lot. It complicates. Well, that's my that's my new challenge
0: to live through. That's my new. And and hopefully, I mean, maybe maybe this story, it it will change. It will change something. It will change someone's life. Um, and maybe like if we just keep sharing. And it will just get to the right person or, or something. Um, I mean, that's definitely the goal here is just to inform and educate others on, on something that is, we don't have a lot of information about, or we just have a lot of misinformation about, um, which that's what seems to be going around right now. Um, instead of information, we have a lot of misinformation. Um, that's a lot of unknown. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for for coming on here and sharing your story, Ona. Seriously, that. I mean, I my heart goes out to you, you and your family, and I am praying for you guys. I I cannot imagine, um, but we are all here for you. You have you have a whole a whole community too. Um. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. You're very welcome and thank you.